You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the voice of reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. Today, we're going to take a look at the global investment opportunities that exist from this point forward, because looking backwards, trying to get an idea as to where we were, it's not going to take us where we're going, because where we're going, it's shifted. So today, we're actually talking about the evolution of investing. This is this is something that I think is super important because investing in the past was all about you know change and and growth and, and a profit right profit was a big thing that drove Wall Street it's a big big thing that's driven people to 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 actually invest because they've been focused on wanting to make money and there's nothing wrong with making money but where we're going as a global economy is emerging as these new creative economies are emerging with things like AI and so forth, like the US dollar about to bottom out sometime in the next decade, right? Uh, this is this is just a matter of time. If we don't start having these conversations now, then 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 we're just doomed to repeat the the patterns of the old and we're going to set ourselves up for failure. And so we have to start investing differently. My guest today just happens to be an expert in this arena. He's a portfolio manager for ah, good night. I like that. I'm sorry. Tell me the name of the firm again. Value Partners Investments. Thank you. I'm sorry. I am suffering. I do have a concussion. My wife and I were in an accident a couple of weeks ago, so I apologize. Uh, this is this. Derek Erickson is on it. You have to understand that. His perspective is one that we don't typically see here in the United States because we're very pigeonholed. As a matter of fact, before the conversation, we were talking about this. Derek, welcome to the show. I, I'm super excited to dive down this conversation with you because um, where where we're at in the world today is important. Can you can you share a little bit about your your, your background and and why you do what you do? Sure. So I. Um... I've been managing equity portfolios for about 25 years now, and a good part of that uh, as a, a U.S. equity manager, and then for about the past 10 years or so, really focused on global markets. And you know, when I was growing up, I I was fortunate enough that uh, my family moved to uh, the Middle East for a little while. My dad was uh, recruited to help build a pulp, pulp and paper mill out there. And so it really, you know, when you're 10 years old and you see other parts of the world that, um, you know, most people never get the opportunity to to visit, it really opens up your eyes and changes your perspective on the world around you. You realize the world is a, a great, big, uh, beautiful place. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of wonderful people around the world that I think have a common a uh, common interest and a common goal to you know make the world a better place and and that extends to investing i think the you know a lot of what we focused on in the past as you said was how do we make money uh, you know let's make profits but i think people are becoming uh, they're beginning to realize that it's not that simple you can't just go out and worry about making money 
without thinking about the consequences of what you're doing, the actions you're taking, and the, the actions of the businesses you're investing in. So really, when you talk about sustainability, it, it's great to make money, but if the world that we inhabit is un, uninhabitable at some point, then money is worth absolutely nothing. So, so that's kind of, you know, it, I think from my perspective, I've always had a very global perspective on life. And um, and I certainly see, you know, that as as being sort of the core of, of what I'm doing in managing other people's money. Yeah, I, you know, you are so, so spot on. I'm, I'm so glad I, I had you on the show today because it's today's conversation is going to be one that I think is going to help open up the eyes of what's actually going on in a global at a global scale. Right. I know oftentimes investors would get really excited about a specific company or a specific technology like blockchain or Bitcoin or or anything like that. And I, you know, I think I think Bitcoin especially has turned out to be like it's just digital gold, right? It's it's a limited supply, and yes, it, it is what it is, but overall, it doesn't really provide anything new, right? It doesn't do any, doesn't create anything good there's stuff that can be come you know that can uh good can come from it but is it really helping overall or, or are people just getting involved to make money so when we get back on the back side of this conversation i want to dive into this even further as to what this looks like but darren can you share a little bit more about the book that you've written um and where people can go find that information Certainly. Uh, so the book is Global Investing, A Practical Guide to the World's Best Financial Opportunities. It was published by John Wiley and Sons in New York back in December of 2022. So it's pretty recent. And really what I focus on there is the global opportunity, trying to get people to think outside the box and look beyond their their local economy or their, their own borders at the opportunities that exist uh, in other regions. So there are global industry leaders that exist in all parts of the world, Europe, Asia, North America, Latin America. And I think as an investor, uh, you're not doing yourself any favors by just looking at what you're familiar with. You know, it, it's clear, um, you know, you, you see businesses every day, um, you know, you drive past them, you're familiar with them, you're comfortable investing in them. But I'd like to say to people, if you had a, a friend in, in North America, a friend in Asia, a friend in Europe, a friend in Latin America, you know, there are a lot of great businesses that are household names in each region that are really doing good things, not only for their local economy or the global economy, but for society as a whole, for, for the environment and so on. So it really pays to kind of look abroad. And that, that's one element of the book. The other part um, is to talk about the risks of investing globally or you know outside your own borders and how best to to handle those risks and then finally I, I break down the global economy into into sector or actually industries uh, 91 global industries that are are you know pretty pretty dominant and comprise i'd say you know the vast majority of the global economy and then talk about some of the some of the things we look at if we're looking at a you know, particular industry, um, say, um, you know, medical uh, healthcare equipment, for example, healthcare equipment globally, who are the biggest players in that or most most dominant 
players in that industry? What are the trends and themes happening within that? And how to evaluate companies within that particular industry? So that's, that kind of rounds out a book, how to, how to create a portfolio of, of great businesses. And a key theme to this is that you, you have to think of yourself as a business owner. When you invest in a company, you're an owner of that business. And you're going to benefit in the long run financially by uh, by investing in the company. But at the same time, it also comes with some responsibilities. You have to think about if that was if you own the entire business, how would you feel about what they're doing? And so I think in the long run, that's going to be important to your financial situation as well. Because if you invest in a company that is doing things they shouldn't, eventually especially in today uh, you know today with social media being what it is and the ability for for news to get out very very quickly and spread around the globe in a matter of seconds you know i think it's both investors and business owners or management teams have realized that they have to take social responsibility very very seriously so that, that's sort of what the book is sort of aimed at. It's how do you build wealth, but how do you do it in a sustainable fashion going forward? Mm, fantastic. Derek, where, where can people go find that book? Where can they get their hands on it? It's uh, it's available on uh, most websites, book retailer websites. Amazon sells it. It's available directly from Wiley uh, and amongst another uh, a number of others, uh, Barnes Noble. Um, chapters Indigo in Canada, and then uh, retailers as well in uh, in Europe and Asia. Fantastic. Fantastic. And where can people go find more information about you directly in, in your organization if they, if they want to learn more about how they might be able to work with you? They can check out valuepartnersinvestments.ca. Oh, sorry, v, uh, yeah, valuepartnersinvestments.ca. <laughs> I got to <laughs> think about that myself sometimes. Fantastic, folks. Go take a look at what Derek's up to. They're doing some great work in the world because they understand the importance of social impact. They understand that social impact organizations are really going to be what drive us forward in the future. We can't be holding companies not responsible for creating disasters that that, that are actually not doing good in the world anymore. And I think, like, like as Derek's mentioned here, that more and more people are awakening to the fact that, hmm, you know what, perhaps we can hold the companies that we invest in to something more responsible. And so if you're a social impact professional and you're trying to drown out the white noise of the world, the craziness, the static noise of the world, then go to superpowerexperts.com, take a look at our core classes Social impact requires energetic training. And if you're not getting it, you're not able to manage all the craziness coming into your own world, then that program will help you out. Take a look at superpowerexperts.com. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Derek Erickson. We are talking about the future of investing. And before the break, we kind of laid out laid out the playing field of what we're going to 
talk about here at a, a more broader scope. And, and that's this like the, this global snapshot, right? You take a look at the world today, you got AI popping up, you've got blockchain out there, you've got the US dollar getting ready to crash sometime in the next decade. And the writing's on the wall, folks. If you're not paying attention, it's going to happen. The question is, how do we pivot around that, right, to know that there's something else coming? So, Derek, what what is that next thing, and how can people start positioning themselves for, for when that does happen? Well, I think... For a start, the um, I think it's optimal if, or re- really, for investors to recognize the fact that there is a tremendous amount of growth coming from other regions. If you live in North America, coming from other regions of the globe, and to understand that um, you know there, the the, the dominance that. North America, in particular the U.S. had, or Europe, Western Europe at one point, in terms of innovation, that too is changing. The U.S. and and, uh, Britain and other countries uh, are still very much, uh, you know, innovating and developing new technologies, no question about it, but they're not as dominant as they once were in that regard. And in fact, um, I can't remember the exact statistic, but um, just in the last couple of years, uh, China became the uh, largest filer of patent applications in the world, just by way of example. And, you know, of course, um, as countries like China and India, as they improve productivity, worker productivity, their economies are going to continue to grow and catch up to uh, what we have in, in Western Europe and North America. So that's one thing I think that really investors really need to keep in mind that you know, it's a big world, it's changing, it's evolving very, very quickly. And um, just, you know, anecdotally, I guess, it's expected that the world's population is going to grow significantly up to about 9 billion by the year 2060. What that breaks down as is for North America, about 1.4 million people a year are going to be added to, to our population. But outside North America, that number is 53 million. So it, it's a massive number. Of course, there's a lot of uh, you know issues or concerns with, with that, having to, to feed people and, and whatnot. But what that says is uh, population growth mixed with increasing productivity that's aided really by modern technology. We're accelerating you know, with the um, industrial revolution in Europe and then the, the uh, industrialization of the U.S. took a lot longer than what we're experiencing now in developing nations because the technology is enabling that. Yeah. So I think we're going to see very, very dramatic shifts in where wealth is concentrated, where it's held. Um, eventually, that could lead to, uh, you know, a uh, a competitor, a valid competitor to the U.S. dollar, whether it's the Chinese yuan or or another currency, but I think that you know it it, it would be it's a very prudent approach for investors just to bear that in mind when they're allocating their capital. Yeah, I agree. And 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 folks, this this is the picture that we're painting here. Recognize that the the, the playground's gotten more complicated, and I'm not a financial advisor. 
highly recommend you seek a financial advisor before you invest in anything out there because that's their job. That's what that's what Derek does. He he eats, breathes, sleeps these companies, these investment opportunities. He's got the licensing to do such, right? And he's got a different perspective than you know an individual who is who's just looking at particular opportunities as as to what to get involved in, right? There's so many other factors. It's it's a due diligence approach. Like just because this company over here looks good, right? On on paper, well how how is it playing with with other companies? What is its position in the world? There's so many other factors that go into making a decision to whether or not you know it's something that you want to get involved with. Not just from a is it going to make me money perspective, but is the company that's actually that I'm investing in are they actually doing good? Uh, if they've messed up in the past, how have they managed themselves? Right, we're we're seeing a lot of this in um, uh, in the in the in the U.S. with uh, the 3M case right now that's going against the 3M case. 3M's being sued by I think I think there's 255,000 veterans that have filed a lawsuit against 3M with the largest settlement being $50 million and 3M keeps dragging it out. Well, that's something that the investors have to consider is how are they managing themselves, right? How are they performing? How are they how are they addressing the problems that, that were created? And what are they going to do to resolve it moving forward so it doesn't happen again, right? And it's that responsible investing piece. So Derek, I've got to ask, with 9 billion people going to be on the planet sometime in the next, you know, 40 years, right? Looking forward, are we starting to see a pattern where people are less concerned about trinkets, right? The, the companies that just make a gizmo or a gadget, or are we starting to see more, uh, more interest in companies that are providing solutions rather than than uh, and so when I mean solutions, I mean solutions at like a global level at scale because we're going to have nine billion people, and I know there's a lot of fear when that comes into play because the first thing that comes to my mind is like Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates is buying up a lot of farmland and soy and whatever conspiracy theory people want to believe around that. I think there's there's a reason for it. So what what are you seeing? Are we seeing gizmos and gadgets? Or are we seeing solutions? It's a great question, Justin. And you know, I think we're seeing a shift, uh, a definite shift towards solutions, and and investing in companies that can provide solutions to problems rather than uh, simply having trinkets. Um, you know, the trinkets aren't going to go away completely. Obviously. Um, people like to have uh, knickknacks or trinkets laying around, I guess, but to distract them from the rest of the, what's going on in the world. But, but I do think that you're seeing a, a very distinct shift in money flows toward companies that can actually solve serious problems. Because I think we're finally at the point where people realize there are serious problems that have to be dealt with. And I don't think that was the case, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Um, as well, technology has evolved so much in the past several decades that we're able to find solutions to problems at one point we didn't even know existed. So not only do we recognize that there's 
problems we have to deal with as a as a uh, a, a species. Um, but also, you know, there's ways to do it now that make it that make it possible. So you mentioned um, artificial intelligence, di- the digitization of the global economy. You know, there's other things that we focus on um, in the healthcare space. There's some absolutely tremendous um, strides being being taken to to move us forward in terms of being able to cure disease. And um, and that's something that I think is just going to continue. If you look at at historically, look at economic growth in different countries. Uh, as as countries grow their economy, they tend to spend a larger percentage of their GDP on healthcare, and because they're able to. And um, and so I think that's a that's a key theme that I would focus on as well. Not only are you supporting companies that are saving lives, not just not just human lives, but also, um, you know, a- animal uh, welfare as well, focus on that part of the uh, uh, the population. But um, I think that there's, there's a lot of good things being done and the technology is evolving so quickly that things you wouldn't have thought possible 20 years ago now are actually being done. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the, uh, it's that we are living in the future, right? It is essentially where we're at. Um, you know, all the George Jetson stuff, right? Was yeah. is people are people are posted on social and so forth. It's 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 we we are literally in the future. And I, I think you're right. I think there is a shift. Um more people are are starting to realize that capitalism for capitalism's sakes, profit for profit's sake is is not the way we're going. And I think companies and organizations that um are are seeing that that are in an industry that maybe that's all they do is produce a trinket or they produce a good, they're going to start seeing that, you know what, they're going to have to start giving some social impact. There's going to have to be some sort of social give back that they're doing because they just, I don't think the population is going to to stand for it. They'll, they'll go to other companies that have social impact built into their, their, their organization and their foundation and that it, it, it's it's going to help shift and change the way we move forward as as a society. So I'm going to ask: This is this is as the world is it's this bigger world is starting to get smaller and smaller, right? Thanks to COVID, we all know that we can connect. You're in Canada, I'm in Phoenix, and we can have a conversation like this and and get a lot of great information out there. We can do business together like this, right? This is. This is the way of the future. How is technology going to, if at all, and maybe maybe I'm not seeing this, is how, how is technology going to limit what we're actually able to do? I know it can help us do a lot of different things, but when 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 it comes to investing, what what are the what are the things that we should be looking in? What are the things we shouldn't be looking at as far as technology is concerned? Well, you know, I think technology is, in terms of investing, technology is a great enabler. It, you know, in terms of being not only in terms of being able to gather information and and filter it down into something that's manageable, but also in terms of actually then acting on that information. I think, you know, the risk is that 
you are taking information from sources that is not or are not reliable um, or that are meant to mislead you. And I think, you know, it, it could be it could be from, um, you know, the company itself that you're investing in. Like there, we still have examples of companies that are just outright, you know, committing fraud when they report their financials. And then we have other, other, um, you know, examples where people spread false information, false news about, you know, different subjects. And it could, it could focus on a specific company. So I think you have to be careful with where you're sourcing your information from and trying to make sure that it is um, as unbiased as possible. And, you know, that that is a challenge, especially when you're investing overseas. You have to be mindful of that. You know, I, I prefer to have or invest in companies that I feel pretty confident that the financial statements, everything I'm looking at about the company is is legitimate and, and factual. That is right there, folks. You heard it. Due diligence, due diligence, due diligence, due diligence. You can't get caught up in the hype and having somebody like Derek on your team who's doing that due diligence and can bring you an unbiased opinion, a much broader scope than what you're seeing promoted on social or the news or wherever else recognize that's all marketing to get you attention to get you know to get to get you to invest doesn't mean you should unless you've had a more in-depth conversation because there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes that somebody like Derek is going to be able to help you untangle and sort through. And Justin, one thing I'd I'd add quickly to that too is the importance of proper portfolio construction. So you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You're properly diversifying your portfolio so that if there is something bad going on that that you and others are not aware of, you're not going to, uh, you know, get hurt too badly by it. And then as well, most importantly, is to know what you own and why you own it. So understand each business you own and why you're invested in it. That's, um, it's, that's, that's a, uh, I think I think 2023 will probably be a good year to do a portfolio cleanse, uh, given given the shift of the world. And if you don't have somebody that's uh, looking at that kind of stuff for you, reach out, give uh, give Eric a shout out, uh, Derek a shout out. He'll uh, he'll help guide you through the process. Derek, one more time, where can people go find more information about you? At ValuePartnersInvestments.ca. Fantastic, folks. Investing is evolving. You got to evolve with it, otherwise you're going to get left on the sidelines. And uh, and when things start to fall, they will fall fast because technology is moving at the speed of light, and things are changing, and people are getting more vocal about what they invest in, who they invest in, and the bigger picture beyond just profit. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, folks. Till next time, go out there, incorporate your own superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.